What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is episode 25, another in the Real Man, Real Stories series. This episode features David. David's story is one of the reasons why I wanted to do a Real Man, Real Stories series. David is much, much further out in his journey than a lot of us, myself included. And he is a true success story. He has moved on. Um, He has a new girlfriend. He's just in a really great place. In addition, David also started a couple podcasts, one of them dealing uh, exclusively with a divorce, The Divorce Devil. David has been pretty active in the support groups. He is just a a really great guy, one that is concerned with uh, helping other men through their journey. And uh, I really enjoyed having him on. He he and I met, and and we briefly talk about this, he and I met through a podcast group, and he was a a really supportive uh, resource for me. and I appreciate all all the advice and, and help he's given me. He's he's just a uh, he's a good egg, as they say. Here we go, episode twenty five. Today joining me is David. I want to welcome David to the show. David, let's just jump right into it and uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your story. Well, my story starts. Um, I moved to Colorado after graduating from dental school in nineteen eighty eight. Um, got married probably about ninety two. Had three children. Uh, now they're grown and gone. Um, was married uh, 19 and a half years. Uh, my wife decided it wasn't for her. Uh, I think I heard things like uh, I wasn't loving her the way that she wanted to be loved. Uh, she fell out of love with me and we started a divorce. Divorce took 18 months because of my practice uh, and uh, the division of that um, got screwed worldly. Big time, you know. A lot of us get screwed royally. Um, it's kind of par for the course, and and that's that's the biggest healing of all. I think is not losing your wife, but getting screwed in the process. Um, yeah. I have a very interesting twist in my story from the standpoint of uh, after I was divorced, or I was going through my divorce, and one of my hygienists, uh, Pam, uh, she said she was going downtown Cardinal Springs and go to this church called First Presbyterian Church and do a divorce recovery seminar and she didn't want to go down there alone at night so she goes hey i'll i'll front you the 25 bucks if you go with me so i said what the hell so i went down and i ended up getting more out of it than she did which was very interesting so i was able to heal a little bit more uh they they talked about creating a new reality a lot of things i say on the on the uh facebook page um things like that and then fast forward about a year later, I was at a party at a friend's house and I saw the guy, Mark, who was over the divorce recovery seminar at the church. And he said, David, would you ever think about being a facilitator? And I said, hell no, I'm not doing that crap. Hell no. <laughs> so he called me and bugged me and bugged me for about two months. And I finally said yes. And I became a facilitator. And I did it for about six years. I loved it. And you can see in the passion of my responses on the Facebook page, um, Mm -hmm. I love facilitating divorce recovery. 
since then, the uh, divorce recovery has ceased because the guy that ran it got divorced, kind of ironic. Mm. Uh, so he's gone. And um, I have a lot of old friendships who were, who were facilitators from divorce recovery. And we, we get together and love and live and stuff like that because we have the same story. So I, yeah. I feel that people that have gone through it should and can and, and have a right or a need to help people that have gone that are currently going through it. I, I mean, it is it is so much. I don't want to say fun, but it's so um, rewarding rewarding right? to see somebody heal. And the yeah. divorce recovery seminar at the church was uh, eight weeks, seven weeks, and it was two hours. It was one hour big group, and then one hour small group. And this, to see the people recover and, and advance from that first week to the seventh week was phenomenal. And some of those people I still keep in touch with years later. Oh, that's awesome. What, what was it about it, if you could narrow it down to, to a couple of things? What was it about it that really helped you? Um, not, the, not the facilitating part, but the, the program the itself. itself. The program itself, I had a lot of anger. And I was able to transition that anger into other parts of my life because you're in there with people going through the same stuff. So when you think your stuff is big, there's people in there with, uh, 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 I mean, they're like scared for their lives. I mean, their story is way worse than yours. So, so it kind of puts your life in perspective that you, maybe I shouldn't bitch about this. This is, this is pretty easy compared to some of the stuff I'm going through. And it was like a kinship or, or like a family that we got together. And we did happy hours and things like that. And, and it was, I, I hate to say the word fun, but it, but it was fun. Right. You know, even when I was going through it, it, it was fun because I had a kinship of people that were going through it like me. And it's just like your Facebook page. You know, yeah. you, you know, you have other brothers reaching out and and brothers are hurting and some brothers have been through it already. It's it's their their right to help other people. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, there's something very powerful about connecting with someone uh, that's been through it, even if it's they're not completely healed. It's still that feeling of I'm not alone in this. Like I have someone to lean on who really understands because family and friends are great. Uh, but if they've never been through right. it, there's no pain like this type of pain. And, and it's hard to, to, to totally embody sympathy if you've never been through it. But if you have, it's, I think it's easier to have that camaraderie. And I think it's, it's incredibly important. I think it's really important, too, that people realize, even though you think you're healed, man, you can be out, you, you can hear a song, or you can see a book, or you can see a person that reminds you of your ex, and then it just starts all over again. But that gets less and less over time. Yeah, it, it, it kind of, it's like, it's like waves that, that dissipate and become further and further apart. Yep. Um, you know, yep. initially, it's like you feel like you're getting smacked in the face almost all the time. I mean, I remember for myself, um, I, I was just beside myself i didn't eat i didn't sleep yep. i was a zombie um everything suffered in my life you know not i was suffering and everything else was too but let's talk about let's go back to that time for you if you can think back how what were the challenges you faced what were some of the bigger issues that that came up once you were told you know i want a divorce um i think for me that i was in it to win it i, I was in it I, I was in the marriage for all costs and I think I told a guy on the Facebook page this morning, I said, hey, if she wouldn't have pulled the trigger, I would still be there. Yeah. Because I was in it, you know, marriage was like forever. Yeah. But since she pulled the trigger, I think she did a favor for both of us. Yeah. 
True. Yeah, that was that was one of the things. And um, just just not seeing my kids every other week. That was that was tough. And it was kind of ironic because, you know, they're in high school. So we did 50 50. So they changed. We would go back every Sunday mm-hmm. and it got to the point where like I missed them. But then it got to the point where I couldn't wait to, for them to go. <laughs> <laughs> that is so ironic. I was like, damn, I can't wait for you guys to go see your mom. But that's just the way it was. And yeah. I hate to even admit that, but that was a real thing. And that was a struggle for me. It's like, you know, because raising three kids by yourself is tough. Yeah, well, no question. I, you know, it's, I agree. You had that moment of like almost guilt, but then it's like, it, well, if I had help, like if it's a normal, I don't know if normal is the right word, but if it's a typical situation, you have someone who can relieve you at times. Yeah. Um, but when you're all on your own and it's, it's, you have to deal with them 24 seven, I totally understand that. So let's talk about how, how did you deal with, did you stay in contact a lot, um, you know, during like initially when when the 50-50 began? Did you stay in contact with your kids like uh, pretty frequently when they weren't there? Um, since they were high schoolers, you know, they were kind of doing their own thing. So I kind of yeah. waited until I saw them that week. Gotcha. Uh, there was a disconnect in um, uh, raising and uh, consequences. Yeah. So it was almost like it, it was two separate households. Yeah. And I tell people about this, this situation where uh, um, they were getting ready to go to their mom's Sunday night, and my two boys, they were like probably freshmen and a, and a junior in, in high school. They were in the bathroom, and they came out with this big bag. And I, I said, what's in the bag? Uh, they go, nothing. So in the bag is like like 12 rolls of toilet paper that <laughs> <laughs> wow. she informed them to steal from their dad get out of here it was crazy (laughs) so i said hey look guys this is like stealing so so i had to text her because right now we still don't talk so it's text and email it's still after 11 12 years uh not not good Mm -hmm. but that was some of the stuff i was going through and and to put the kid in the middle you know i I don't know about pennsylvania but colorado you actually had to take a parenting class yeah and it told you, do not use the kids as pawns. But man, I've been dealing with that for the past 12 years. Yeah, yeah, that's the tough part. The kids yeah. is always a tough part. Yeah. It, it's it's not it's it's the hardest, I think. Um, and I think the kid, the kids with the twofolds side is people would ask, you know, when should you tell the kids? It's like, man, the kids already know. Yeah. They know what's going on. Yeah. Kids, are, kids are smart. Yeah. And and I tell people, kids are going to be all right. You know, you know, sometimes need therapy, but kids are tough, man. Kids, yeah. kids are resilient. Now, did and your they, did, did your kids have to go into? Did they take any therapy? No, I was old school parent, man. I actually beat that ass when they were little. <laughs> we didn't have any <laughs> that therapy trip. No. Uh-uh. And how 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 did the relationship? Uh, how was the relationship affected with you and your kids during that time? And 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 how is it now? It was tough. Um, and I was telling somebody on one of the Facebook uh, posts. Um, that it's tough at first with your kids because they kind of side with the mom no matter what. And I always tell people that a love for a mother, a kid's love for a mother is is untouchable, even if she's a crack hoe. It doesn't matter. 
right <laughs> that's that's a rough statement but it is a true no statement. no yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's... And, and you can't mess with that yeah. so what you do is, is you just stay above board you do the right thing and man my kids love daddy and they know that daddy's always there for them but not at first because they were right, going right. through the through the crap with their mom sure. but now man they're they're all three successful and i'm very blessed and 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 they know they need something you know to come to the parent that actually cares for them which which is kind of sad yeah did they did they express any um n- any negativity about the situation to you or, i mean did you talk with them um you know like they were older so there probably wasn't you know they, they could process on their own but was there any of that t- any of those type of conversations it was more so with my daughter you know boys are kind of dumb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know you gotta love your sons but da- daughters are smart man you know so yeah. i had some conversations with her yeah. And and I remember one of our poignant conversations. She was home from college one one weekend, and uh, she was acting a little strange. And and uh, she was said. So I said, "What's what's going on?" She goes, "Well, mommy's not happy. You know, you you have a girlfriend, and you're all happy. And mommy says you hang up on her sometime on the phone, and mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other." I said, "Okay, you are 19 years old. It's time for some tough love. Um, your your mom's happiness is not my job anymore." your mom needs to make herself happy. She fired daddy's, you know, so daddy's gone. And, and, and as far as hanging up on your mom, you know, there's times when your dad gets, gets upset. So the next word out of his mouth is you stupid bitch. So do you want me to stay on the phone and call your mom stupid bitch? No, daddy, go ahead and hang up. <laughs> so it's all good, man. It's all, it's all good. But, but there are some laughing moments in divorce. Sure. And, and I try to tell people it's not all bad, but, no. but at first, man, it's a bitch. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's getting through that initial uh, shock to the system, change of identity. That is the most difficult part of it. Um, and but with kids, it does. There are some lingering things I think that will always sort of be um, sort of a thorn in your side, just because you're you know you're reminded, and 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 they're reminded. So yeah. just talk about some of the lessons that you learned in terms of relationships. Like, what are some things that you either will or on the lookout for to to never deal with again or things that you realize maybe you did wrong that you can that you tried and attempted to change about yourself uh very good question um i call the first couple of dates after being divorced rebounds mm-hmm. um with me my rebounds were just like my ex <laughs> it was you know you go with what you know it's it was ugly for the first couple of times and and then hopefully, because we're men and we're kind of dumb sometimes, we learn from every every relationship that you learn what not to do. Yeah. Uh, so I learned not to date somebody with young kids. Yeah. Not everybody um, raises kids the same. Yeah. Um, things like that. Uh, everybody's consequences and values aren't the same, things like that. So every relationship you build on for the next one. Now I have a great girlfriend, man. I am blessed. Uh, she's a little bit younger than me. Uh, we have a great time. We've been together two years. I've been really blessed with that. But you have to learn from all those previous relationships of what not to do, yeah. and not to rep- repeat the same mistake over. Yeah. And, and that did you do most of that sort of discovery and learning through dating, or did you dive into any books? Or I mean, I know you mentioned the, the seminar or the uh, the divorce program. Was there any other things that you did in that time period? I actually, I actually wrote a book. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's called Rebound. It's not just for basketball, and it was a little risque, but it was my way of 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 healing. 
Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'll send you one. Yeah. It was My Way of Healing. And it's a very risque book, but it was a fun time. Oh, that's awesome. Fun time. So and, in terms of your 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 anger, and, and we'll get, I want to get back to that, your the book, because uh, I, I wasn't aware, and that's awesome. I want to talk about that, but something else hit me, and I want to get back to your, and I want to, I want to talk about your podcast too, but um, you talked about anger. Uh, I, I think we all at some point um, go through that stage, uh, some of us more uh, violently than others, um, <laughs> and some of us really hang on to it. Yeah. What did you do? to or did you do anything to sort of combat some of that anger you talked about channeling it but specifically how did you go about that i'm a uh i'm a road biker mountain biker there's a lot of trails in colorado uh you have to really find an outlet you got to get out of the house yeah you gotta go to the house because the house sits either you're living in the house that you rent together or you're in an apartment yeah. i stayed in my house let's go back a little bit i stayed in my house when she pulled the trigger i didn't leave I'm a firm believer. You don't leave unless there's like a, a court order. Order. You don't leave. Yeah. You know this is this isn't Kramer versus Kramer bullshit. This is yeah. this is real world. Yeah. So I moved downstairs to the home theater. Got a got some uh, Egyptian sheets. Put them on the on the uh, futon. Saw my kids every day. And that was the one thing I wanted to see my kids every day. Yeah. And she kept saying, "You have to leave. You have to leave." The judge says, "No, the judge said, not. You have to leave. Unless you have to leave, you never leave a domicile." Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I was downstairs. And so back to the um, uh, channeling. So I was mountain biking, things like that. But you got to find something that you like to do that takes you away from where you where you want to be. Yeah. You know, because if you stay at home, I think you're in that in, in that place and space and you just think about it and then it just snowballs yeah. Yeah. over and over again. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's it's, it's finding an, an outlet for for that energy, which is it sounds a bit woo woo, um, but I think it's very very true. It is energy. It is pent up um, emotion and, and and aggression and and just feeling. And if you find an, I agree. If you find mine, mine was working out. But if you if you find an outlet, you need you need to find an outlet. And I agree. Something something physical because that allows that energy to be dissipated. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit harder to be, you know, Hulk angry when you're fucking tired from a workout yeah. or, or mountain biking. I know some, some, uh, a couple of guys that dated that, that was there. <laughs> they <were up> there <laughs> and they were slaying it, man. I was like, dude, seriously. Oh yeah. They were killing it. But that was, that was an outlet. Like, hey, you know, hey, whatever works for you works. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, let's go. Let's go back to the, the book. So is that a bit widely available? Can 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 the guys go get it's it somewhere? It's on Amazon. It's a okay. little risque. Uh, it's 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 a couple of um, a couple of levels. Then that what that shades of gray, whatever yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right, but cool. Yeah, fun. but it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's called Rebound. It's just not for basketball. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll... But it was fun doing it. And yeah. I took the time to put it on Amazon and go through the process. And that, that right there kept me busy too. Yeah. You know, writing a book and put on Amazon was real busy. That, that took about a year. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like it would be a pretty involved process, but kudos to you. I mean, for sticking to it, that's, that's pretty awesome. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know many authors um, cause I think it's, it's such a, arduous task i would imagine so kudos and it's you. really cool when you're out there dating that you say hey baby i'm an author <laughs> <laughs> put that on a business card oh yeah <laughs> hey baby i wrote a book and they're like no you didn't check this so they google you and they go you wrote a book oh my god oh yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> 
Well, talk about the podcast. How did that evolve? By, by the way, I did listen to a couple episodes. It's great. I, I really love what you're doing there. Um, talk about the start of it. Uh, how, how did that come about? The start of it uh, actually came out of uh, a breakup with a girlfriend. Hmm. I was dating this girl. She had an eight-year-old. He was kicking her ass, and it was just ugly. Yeah. And so we kind of broke up. And I had all this time, and I had thought about doing a podcast about raising kids. Because I've seen some badass kids out there, and that yeah. drives me nuts. Amen. Drives me nuts. Yeah. And so I looked into podcasting, you know, kind of like you did, and did yeah. the research. And so I started a Raising Cane's podcast. And oh, cool. then I said, hell, let me do one on divorce. <laughs> so I started a divorce podcast. And then I'm sitting back in hell, let me do one on dating. So now I have a Changing Lanes podcast. So I have three oh, podcasts. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I'll it's, post everything in the group, uh, and feel free anytime you release a new episode, man. I, this ain't a competition okay. thing. You post in the group. I don't. I don't give a shit. Um, oh, yeah. The more the merrier, man, is the way I see it. Oh yeah. Because there's some yeah. some someone will be able to connect with your story or, or oh, a yeah. story that you have more than mine, and vice versa. And I, I just yeah, go for it. I, I love. I think it. you're doing a great thing, man. I see what five six people a day, like yeah, people <laughs> on the website. It's like dang. Yeah. How do you welcome everybody? That's that's got to be a task. Oof. Yeah, it took me. I had to catch up. So initially, I didn't even think about it. Um, I just was so focused on getting it out there and trying yeah. to to get it in the, the ears of people, so to speak, that um, eventually I realized like there was 40 or 50 guys and I'm like, shit, like I should <laughs> I should be welcoming these guys. So at some point I printed it out and I actually did it last night. I finished welcoming everyone that had previously uh, joined. Oh. So I finally caught up, but even now, so I, <laughs> I caught up and then today there were five dudes and I'm like, shit, like, which I'm, it's weird. It's a weird <laughs> thing. I'm happy. Right. Like, yeah. that's great. It's, it's getting yeah. reaching more people, but then it's, it's also part of me is like, man, it, the amount of men that are out there that need this. It's amazing. Yeah. Staggering. Yeah. It's staggering. It's it's sad. And what's interesting is not everybody reaches out. They no. say probably ten to twenty five percent of men actually reach out. The other seventy five uh, the other seventy five percent do not. Yeah, that's sad. And when and I was doing the um, the uh, divorce recovery classes, it was probably 80, 20 women men. Yeah. And every guy that showed up, I said, dude, thanks for coming out. You know, this is really big of you to come out. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's men don't reach out, man. Men, yeah. men just sit in their house and they just suffer. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. It's the sad, it's a sad fact. And, I, and I, I'm not sure exactly how you combat it. Uh, just by being there, I guess, is the best thing. Um, you know, being available, uh, getting yourself out there and, and, and saying things like you're saying and, you know, anyone needs anything anyone needs help you know i've been there that's all you can really do uh, and you'll find people. as you go on with your life all your friends will be divorced <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like a gravitation it's like yeah hey, over here in the corner yeah unfortunately I, I think that's true and i don't think it's getting any better well i don't i don't think it's not getting any better the yeah. pandemic COVID certainly didn't help helping. yeah yeah that's oh, yeah. that's you know the numbers are, are really starting to creep up which is which means there's some other numbers that are probably going to creep up, you know, yep. which is the male suicide, which concerns the shit out of yeah. me. Hey, let's uh, talk about that for a second. So, yeah, sure. That's, a, that's yeah. a very good one. Um, suicide for me was more that you go down this rabbit hole and yeah. you're down the rabbit hole and you can't yeah. get out. Yeah. And and for me and, and for some others, I think it's a thought. Yeah. You don't think about killing yourself, but you think about life would be better if I wasn't here. Yes. 
and that's how it creeps and then it creeps into er everything else so if anybody's out there thinking about that man call somebody yeah, you know no, we, I, we start I, talking about you know you know life is better if i wasn't here but that's not true no you it's not be there for your friends and your kids yeah especially the kids i mean obviously anyone's life is a value period um we all yeah. bring something to the table but it's you know if you have children man they're <laughs> they're going through a, a pretty hard time themselves like their world has been shattered yeah. and then if that comes on top of it that's i man, you're, you're damaging your kids for, for their, the rest of their lives. So. And then kudos for people out there who can get divorced amicably. Yeah. And I, I want to say that's probably 10% of people because yeah. I talk to people that are actually friends with their ex. And, and I think that's awesome, but that is not the norm. No, it's not. And you know, it's yeah. funny because I, I, I won't say who, but someone, someone uh, and I had this conversation and, and there's a feeling between this person and I that, it's almost wrong in some ways to be friend. Now, now listen, if it was an amicable decision and yeah. we both decided, you know what, this just isn't for us, that's totally different. But if it's someone that left you and cheated on you and lied to you, it's almost a disservice to yourself to be quote unquote friendly with them. I understand for the kids, but yeah. friendly and amicable, I don't think are the same, but no. I don't know how one, I don't know how I can look at this person that did what they did that said what they said that had intent on hurting me yeah, and be like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? How's things? How you been? No, I don't have any interest in, in that type of relationship with that person. I think you're right. You know, it's, it's tough to get kicked in the teeth and then shake their hand and say, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. But, but some people do it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you can do it for the kids, but there's a difference between, like you said, being amicable and being friends, you know, just be above board, do what you have to do. I think yeah. it's a disservice to yourself in some ways. Now, yeah. may, now maybe 10 years from now, I'll have a different view. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But you, I think you mentioned you're, you still don't really talk too much no. with yours. No. Email and text, baby. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, she, she did text me over and I'll put this out in, in the, in the universe. She did text me over COVID and she said, uh, do you miss me? Do you love me? And do you think of me? Wow. And, you know, you got to go with that. You know, you got to wait about a half hour before you send that text back. <laughs> so I sat around for a little bit and I said, uh, I only think of you when you send me crazy ass texts like this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send the mic drop emoji? <laughs> I should have. Damn. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I'll put yeah. that one in my bank. You know, yeah. I, and I feel like that's going to... It, maybe I'm wrong. I think this whole, you know, I'm not anti-feminism. I have daughters, so, you know, you know, power to the, to the ladies, equality, all that. But I, but I do think that there is a, a shift, a momentum that has carried them beyond yeah. just equality. It's more like empowered that they don't need men. Right. And it's this, yeah. you know, you go girl, we don't. And, and but I think that that self-serving um, delusional <laughs> viewpoint is, is not sustainable because eventually they're going to realize what they lost. And, and to, to your point, the text you got, I imagine that all of us men out there that have had this similar type of situation are going to get the same text or phone call or email at some point, because they're going to realize the grass is not greener. Yep. Um, it wasn't all that person's fault. They had their own fucking issues that they're not willing to deal with. Um, so I think that there's this, that's part of the shift is that these women are, are empowered to do something that is detrimental to them 
in the long run, but they don't ever realize it initially because of that, you know, you go girl type of shit that's going on out there. I think what's really important too is that with, with me, I'm a second generation divorcee. Mm. My parents were divorced. Okay. And that kind of plays on your psyche at the beginning. Sure. Big time. Big time. Because, you know, you say, wow, I am second generation. I'm a loser. Yep. And, and once again, that rabbit hole starts to open up. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. I, I think that that is the part of the problem is that get, you get lost in that spiral. And, and that's where it becomes important to raise your hand and say, you know, to, to lift, lift me up and get me out of this. And that's the most difficult part, I think, sometimes. So when you guys out there going through that, just give us a buzz. Yeah, man. Hit us up, please. Shoot. So in terms of advice, what kind of what, what words of wisdom would you impart into men that are just starting out, just starting to go through this? Words of wisdom. Um, um, the legal side, get a lawyer. Yeah. Don't have the same lawyer unless you're really friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My ex wanted me to use the same lawyer. That made no sense to me. No. no. None. Yeah. Uh, Outside the lawyer phase, uh, be above board, uh, be cordial. You don't have to have to kiss her or whatever. Right. Don't leave the fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. See your kids every day. Uh, your your kids going to be okay. You know, th they'll be hurt at first. Yeah. Um, and do not use the kids as pawns. Yeah. Big time. And don't talk shit around your kids. Yeah, that's a that's, big one. That's yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it it creates this um this this choice almost that they sort of have to make where yep. you know who do they believe, who do they who do they listen to, whose side do they take, and that's just not fair. I mean, I think perhaps as they become adults, they will they will sort of pick and choose a side. Um, because they'll 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 learn the details because the truth always yep. comes out right yeah so it i think yep. yeah let let her actions dictate whose side they choose eventually correct um, you can't influence them now that's not fair to them no yeah they're you know their minds are still developing but they'll figure it out yeah you know they always do and i always tell people that the universe always writes itself yeah. It does, yeah. you know, not, not right away, no, not no, when you want it, no. but it always writes itself. Yeah. So how is your, I don't know if I asked, how's the relationship now with your children? Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a great time. Yeah. You know, yeah. they came over Christmas. Uh, they stayed almost all day, which was kind of strange, but I didn't ask. Yeah. Uh, we watched Wonder Woman 1984. Man, it's great. Yeah. Good time. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to talk about uh just it just hit me um your podcast what what has been some of your favorite episodes that you've done on, on the divorce devil one in specific wow god I like them all um most of the ones I've done there's been quite a few that I've done with co-facilitators mm. and we talk about generally some of the problems that we faced in some of our, some of our classes um um I'm trying to think off the top of my head the um class was it, it was seven parts like uh creating your new reality yeah. forgiveness uh things like that yeah. for uh you know forgiveness is a tough one too that we should going to talk about yeah uh they they say forgiveness is necessary but it's tough mm. especially when there's craziness still going on yeah if it's still crazy it's tough but forgiveness is for you not for her yeah talk yeah. about that because that that's a concept that's tough to wrap your mind around even for me i mean i understand it but um, I, I struggle with it because, um, you know, for, do I think I'll forgive her someday? Yeah, probably. Am I in a hurry to do that? No, I'm on the path to apathy, which I think is, yep. a, is a step uh, before. Step, 
step over there. Yep. Yeah, step step before forgiveness. But how how does why is that important for you as an individual to forgive that person? I've heard it said like this: um, if you're not forgiving somebody, thinking about them, uh, being pissed off at them, you're giving that person a parking space in your brain. When your parking spaces should be open and available to important stuff, yeah. but you're tying up, you know, you know, the synapses or parking spaces in your brain with that person. And I realize it's it's tough. Yeah. It, it is one of the hardest things I think of divorce yeah. is forgiveness. Yeah. Have you have yeah. you reached that point? Do you forgive her? Um, I'm almost there, but we still have stuff going on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and. Like, and one of the one of the talks on forgiveness at the uh, divorce recovery, the guy was talking about. He said, "Forgiveness is tough when you still have stuff going on," and that is so true. Yeah. So you know, when you when you think you're forgiven, everybody still got some craziness at the end. Man, it is it, it is tough next to impossible sometimes. But I'm a lot better space than what I was. 11 years ago it's a it's a process right i mean it's not oh, yeah. all of this stuff a is long right? process yeah. all of this stuff is like none of it yeah. like you're in a better spot i'm in a better spot i still have room to grow and go but it didn't i didn't ha it didn't happen overnight there's no magical quick fix cure i i, I think Correct. you know th that kind of bullshit uh gets peddled out there and i think it's just a way to try and get people to spend money but i don't that's not how is that possible unless you're like i don't know doing a lobotomy like you can't just snap your fingers and you're over it. I've got a question for you. Sure. Where would you be if you weren't doing this podcast? Where, where do you think you would be in your, your journey if you weren't doing this podcast? Cause this stuff, this stuff crazy. This, this stuff keeps you busy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, here, here's what I would say, man, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would not be as far along for sure. Uh, in terms of just feeling good about it or, you know, some days good about it. And, and for the most part, okay with it. Um, I still have my moments of missing her. Um, but but I did an episode on that. And it's not really her that I'm missing. It's a memory of who she used to be. But I would say that the 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 the, the ability for me to express myself and talk about these things, and connect with other men has been invaluable. Um, and it's also allowed me to focus on something else. Like that's also a part of it where I'm not sitting around stewing, uh, you know, like today, like I told you before, before we started, I got served papers today, because she wants to push the thing along to the next stage, which is fine with me. It's not, it's, I'm not slowing it down. It's two parts, my, my new lawyer got COVID and blah, blah, blah. And then she also keeps moving the goalposts. So, but the old me would have, if have been served papers, I would have been devastated. I would have been beside myself, I would have been calling people and, and, and that's, you know, that's not bad. That's okay. But it just shows that I'm a lot further growth. along than I Definite was. Definite growth. Uh, yeah. And it, did it hurt initially? Yeah. Because I think there is still a part of me, if I'm being honest, in the back of my mind, there's that part of me that hopes it, it could all just go away and come back to the way that it was. I know that's not possible. I know that's not for the betterment of myself, mm -hmm. um, but there is still that small part of me because I see how it hurts my kids that really bothers me. Um, they're girls, they're, they're younger, uh, what, six and 11. They've, they've, they're in counseling. My oldest has anxiety issues, talk about killing herself. It's been really hard. Um, and there's a part of me that wishes that would all just go away. So when I get served papers, you know, to, you know, that's her 
pushing pushing it along and and and, and trying yeah. to get trying to get it finalized and and I, the old me would have been devastated the new me i was a little bit upset initially for about five minutes and i processed it and i sat with it and that was it growth baby like, right. growth good job exactly yeah. yeah and that and that but that came from from acknowledging that i needed to grow in some areas and putting my hand up and saying i, I need help you know and 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 that led me to you know being honest about my feelings and processing them and, and learning and, and, and then connecting with other men and, and the, the long, <laughs> the short answer to, to, to my, the, the short answer, I guess, is, is, uh, I would be in a much yeah. darker place. So basically and, your uh, podcast is your therapy. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. A hundred percent. I've done so many of these interviews now where it's, you, it's just so, refreshing to get other stories that you connect with and, and you talk to men and, and, and some of it is like bitching together, you know, there's a little bit of that, but then there's this, you know, being thanked, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having this group. Thank you for being so positive, man. That stuff is like, that fills your cup up. Um, and the, I think the more that we do those types of things and, and take the focus off of ourselves and our own pain, which I think is important to deal with and process, but you can't yeah. sit with it. You, you know, you'll go crazy. So, in, you know, to be able to redirect that to help men get through their pain is is incredibly rewarding and healing. There you go. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate this. Uh, it felt like we just started talking five minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> but it's been it's been a good 40 minutes. Uh, this was really great. I hope oh, we can do it again. I, I, I'd, I'd love to to uh, to be to be a guest on yours. Tell people how what's the best way to find you and, and all of your podcasts. Best way to find me uh, is through Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any of the big podcasts. And the first podcast is Changing Lanes Above the Neck. Uh, changing lanes atn and that talks about dating old people dating the second one is uh raisin canes r-a-i-s-i-n raisin as in grapes mm. cane c-a-n-e-s dot club and uh the third one is divorce devil.net that's 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 my baby and that's how we got connected i think yeah that was that's how i found i think it was a podcast group and i saw you posted yep. or i posted yep. and then we just that's went from right. there yep. yeah and I, right. I gotta say I, and we're going to talk about this in a, in a minute, uh, but man, I love your website for that. You did a great job with that website. I, I'm I'm really jealous uh, and interested to learn more about it because that's that's that I think that's the route I have to take. It was simple, really. It was pretty simple. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, David, I want to thank you for joining me today, brother. Um, Thanks, man. This is this is really this is a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to doing it again. I hope we help some some of my brothers out there and go from there. Yep. Take care. All right. Yep. Well, that's a wrap for episode 25. I want to thank David for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. And like I said in the beginning, the reason and the purpose for a Real Men, Real Story series was because I wanted to provide you with some success stories to let you see that there is another side. David is a man that was married for 19 years. And as he said, would probably still be married. But here he is, years and years later, and he is thriving in life. He is an excellent example of what could be. He's hosting multiple podcasts. He's supporting men. He's found another uh, great woman in his life. There is hope, gentlemen. 
there is. And that's part of the mission. Not only is it to help you get over some of this stuff, but it's also to give you some hope. And this should do that. And there'll be more stories like these, I promise you. I'm, I'm constantly looking. Uh, Mr. Christopher Long's story will be out in the near-ish future. Whenever I can get around to uh, uh, getting it out there, um, I have quite the backlog. But, but it'll come out, and his is another success story. His will actually be a, a four-parter. Um, so, at least I think. We've recorded uh, at least two parts at this point. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that's coming, and that's a success story. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Heartland Productions for editing this episode for me. I am really, really appreciative of Jay for taking care of this one for me. I hope that he and I can continue to work together because that definitely takes a, uh, a weight off my shoulders. Editing is a pain in the ass. It's not hard, per se. It's just tedious and annoying. So I, I appreciate you, brother, for doing this for me. And, uh, and I'm hoping we can, we can work together in the future. Also wanted to give you a, a little bit of an update on things. Um, one of those things is the Discord server. We have, uh, I'm sure you've heard, um, I'm sure I've mentioned it. Uh, if you're in the Facebook group, obviously you're aware of it. If you're in, in the server, obviously aware of it. But really starting to grow the server to provide information and support for you guys. And so if you're not on there, I highly recommend it. There are multiple channels in the server that provide many different things, from guys posting their wins to a channel that allows you to vent but will will automatically delete your comments so your negativity doesn't hang around. You can get it out, release it, and let it go. Uh, we also are working on a locations channel uh, so we can have some meetups this, this spring slash summer. There is tentatively a meetup planned in Dallas, Texas for June of this year. I'm, I'm looking into um, flying down there and and um, and spending some time with, with some of you guys. So get into that server. There is a lot of resource and info in there. There's different podcasts, different books, a channel for sleep, a channel for motivation, for your wins. It's it's really an awesome platform. I, I really, I'm, I'm glad uh, Brandon suggested it and I, I am very thankful to him and to the Oracle for uh, helping me out with uh, running it and, and setting it up because um, I I barely know what I'm doing and he's always able to bail my ass out if I fuck anything up. I, I want to thank those two gentlemen for bringing that to us and for helping me set it up. If you're listening to this on the 22nd of March, tomorrow on the 23rd, we are going to be doing a Q&A with episode 8 guest Brandon and that will be taking place in the Discord app. At this point, that will be the final Q&A and or listening party that will take place outside of a membership plan. I have set up a membership plan on my Buy Me A Coffee webpage. The link to that is on my website. Just go to risingphoenixpodcast.com and to the top right is the link for Buy Me A Coffee. You can purchase a monthly plan which is five dollars a month or you can do the yearly which is fifty dollars for the entire year the plan for right now is to do q a's and listening parties for all members uh, i've decided to call you gentlemen that that decide to take that plunge warriors because in my view we're all fucking warriors for battling this shit 
so I thought it was appropriate. With that said, nothing is going to change in terms of the podcast, the support group, the weekly meetings that we have. None of that is going to change. Um, to be quite honest with you, I'm trying to generate some revenue for advertisements. Um, and, and of course, there are some associated costs that I would like to be paid. But more than anything, I'm looking to generate some some cash so I can advertise a little bit more to, to get more men help that is the ultimate goal uh, and with that said there there are other things in the works on the website they're uh, very much behind the scenes and not yet ready for prime time but in the near future you will start seeing some partnerships between myself and some different entities um, so i mentioned that before uh, there, there will be more to come and it will be a slow process, but it is one that is happening. So keep your eyes out for that. I will continue to update you as things progress. As always, feedback is appreciated. If you have any questions, comments, requests, uh, I highly recommend you get into the Discord app. But if not, go to the website. You can find my email address. I'm also obviously the admin of the Facebook support group. So you can find me there as well. If you need anything at all, please do not hesitate to reach out. The next episode to come out will probably be based around the topic of co-parenting and how to do it peacefully. So keep your ears and eyes out for that one. Hopefully that will be out later this week. I hope you all are well. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nick Coyle and Lifer for allowing me to use their song, Born Again, which you're hearing now and at the intro to the podcast. Thank you to Justin Delahanty and all of my brothers at the Alpha Code. Please reach out and connect with me and other like-minded men on the Facebook group page, Rising Phoenix Podcast. This group will be used to discuss released episodes, future episodes, and to discuss any and all things that come from dealing with a divorce, separation, or breakup. I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And remember to surround yourself with people who add value to your life, who challenge you to be greater than you were yesterday, who sprinkle magic into your existence, just like you do to theirs. Life is not meant to be done alone. Find your tribe. Take care.